You're listening to Courage to be Seen with Sherry Clark, whose passion and purpose is to assist others to achieve their dreams. This hit show spans the headlines to focus on how to help women across the globe acknowledge and honor their talents and to help light your way to success. Whether Sherry is mentoring women to tap into their ace power or bust through the conscious or unconscious barriers within, there is no holding back when your courage to be seen emerges. Authentic, confident, and empowered are the keys to the life you want. No excuses in the professional world. Listen up. Sherry will change your mind and tell you about the power that is all you. Explore the freedom of embracing the whole of who you are and feel the courage to be seen with Sherry Clark now. Everyone, I'm Dr. Pat and I am here with Sherry Clark. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Dr. Pat. How are you? Good. So uh, we have a very important show for today. And, you know, this show is really a culmination of a number of different things, but certainly life experiences comes to mind. And what I mean by life experiences, I mean that the idea of being seen, when you say it, you know, it sounds, okay, I get what they're talking about. You know, I kind of understand that a little bit. But what does it really mean? And I think that's part of what we're talking about. You know, there is a way to be seen, and then there is another way to be seen. But in the end, there's a level of authenticity that we're going to touch upon, talk about today. I think also more importantly, you know, sometimes we think it's just like you suit up and show up, but it's not always that easy, is it? No, it's not, uh, Dr. Pat. You know, and it's great that uh, we're here today to talk about the courage to be seen. You know, last month, we talked about um, aces, being authentic, confident, empowered to, to get the success you desire. We also talked about how the elements of courage, you know, interface and intermingle into, into all those. But I think when you, when it really comes down to, and the reason I started like the whole brand around courage to be seen, it's almost an epidemic that uh, so many of us don't feel like we are being seen. Like we don't, don't even know how to start to have the courage to be seen. So I think this is just such an important topic for us to talk about. And it's very exciting to, um, to be able to talk to women in general, um, you know, around the world on, are they being seen? And, and if not, you know, why, why aren't they, um, you know, and so if you think about, do you allow yourself to be seen or do you find yourself just conforming to the expectation of others? Do you feel like you have to hide part of yourself? Um, and what would your life look like if you really felt like all of you, you know, in your entirety could be seen? I think that would just like transform, you know, who we are and, and how we live um, our life. And it's interesting because I happened to read this really interesting article today. And they say that we've reached the point where um, 90 or um, 49 percent of households in the U.S., the primary breadwinner is now a female, yeah. which is a pretty amazing statistic to, to get to. Now, some of that is because there's a lot of single family moms out there. And uh, that is a, is a huge mark that's moving the, the number up. But we are getting more and more women that are making more money and um, are having incomes that are larger than, than their husbands. But when you really look at this, you could say it is society really ready for this? 
and kind of what kind of um, experiences do these kind of couples have? And I can say this firsthand because uh, my husband and I, you know, we, we're in this boat and it's not as easy as it, as it sounds. And I think it actually really aligns with this courage to be seen because, and it works both ways. People are surprised when Tim shows up at school to help out in Jared's class. They're like, wow, a dad showed up. And, and Tim's like, well, why wouldn't I? You know, I, I raised my kids. I'm very involved with my kids. But people are really surprised when Tim takes Jared to the doctor rather than me. The expectation is that I would volunteer at school. The expectation is that I would take Jared to the doctor. And many times um, Tim loves to do that. And sometimes his schedule allows it. And so we, uh, Tim and I, you know, battle against this kind of society norm. Um, so he, in some respects, you know, has an issue of, of having to have the courage to be seen as having a more flexible schedule to raise our kids. And then myself, I will admit that uh, too often in my life that I almost minimize my accomplishments, trying to not to overshadow my husband. And Tim and I have had to have some, you know, heart to heart conversations around this because it's very easy to, as much as I always wanted to get the accomplishments, um, I didn't actually know how to deal with putting myself out in that uh, circumstance where, you know, I was making more money than my husband. And what did that mean kind of us as a couple or how does that work in society? So right along here with Courage to be Seen, and I think it was just interesting that that was the article that I, I uh, was reading this morning. Well, and, you know, part of this, too, is understanding what the full depth and breadth of this means. Because, you know, I think that I come from a place and generation where I grew up where I thought that I had this covered. And what I mean by that is I thought that I had mastered this idea, right? You know, you get out, you start to do things, you, you, you know, you're out there, maybe you're participating in advocacy things, maybe, maybe not, but you're doing things. And so you think, okay, yeah, I'm out there, I'm doing it, but the landscape changes and sometimes we get a greater vision for our lives or maybe we like you just talked about you know we're in relationships we have children or grandchildren you know we're doing things we didn't think we would ordinarily do and that in itself presents new challenges in our roles and the way we are um and so i i think the question you're you asked or what you were talking about is the question of is society ready for this or not? Um, and I think that is something that's an ongoing progressive conversation, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And so when I did some research, like why would society, um, and especially women, feel like they they weren't seen? And you know what what is it in our society? And I think there's the phrase everybody has probably heard way too many times: uh, seen but not heard. And we think about this many times today as it pertains to children. You know, we want our children to be seen and not heard. Don't interrupt the adults when they're <laughs> talking. Or um, it's okay for them to be in the room, but you should be quiet. And when I did some research on this phrase, that is actually not at all. Um, when it was said, it, it didn't pertain to children. It actually pertained to women. The women were supposed to be seen and not heard. And so when you think about to be seen, right, and that's being perceived by visually by the eyes and kind of physically uh, understanding what, what you're looking at and heard is being perceived, you know, by the ears and being understood. 
So if you think about, okay, if women were supposed to be seen and not heard, that means they're supposed to be seen and not understood. So if you're not supposed to be understood, then how can you truly be seen? And I just think you just stop to think about that for a second. I thought it was fascinating when I, when I found this, you know, in the, in the research. And then if this is really true, and this was the uh, phrase that we use all the time in our society, unconsciously, we're really saying women should not be seen or should be seen, but not understood. So are you really surprised that so many women uh, feel inadequate or insufficient? And, and that's kind of part of what our society was built on. So um, I think it's, you know, in that kind of foundation and it, it, you have to like slowly, slowly work through this and we're seeing it now. We're starting to see some momentum, but I think we're a long way from people really feeling comfortable um, and, and allowing all themselves to be seen. Uh, you know, I have to tell you, it's so funny we're talking about this because, you know, you know, you and I get to work together on a regular basis. So I have a sneak preview about what we're going to talk about. So it gets it it gets embedded in my consciousness like before we do the show. So all of a sudden, you know, as we're working at it, we're working on the next show. So my my radar is up. My scanner is up in things on the outside world. Right. And it's up at a really subconscious level, I think, sometimes. And I found myself yesterday being at this point where I was reading the outline and, and getting ready for the show. And I said, holy cow, this is what she's talking about. And, and I'm really struck by it. Here's what I'm struck by. And maybe you can answer this when we come back from break. So we just had this, this uh, Democratic debate thing that went on on TV. And a lot of debate. And I'm not going to get into the, the politics. and I, I'm not going to get into that. I was fascinated by the phenomenon that follows women around. That, that's what I'm, I, I, I'm just, I was just fascinated by it. Because here I am, and you're like in my brain, and I'm watching the show, and I'm watching how the moderator, right, or the moderators, right, um, a couple of them, uh, actually one male moderator in particular, so blew off one of the candidates, women candidates, as she was trying to speak. Actually, she wasn't even trying to speak. She didn't even even speak at that point. And one of the other women, women completely on the other side, is like flailing her arms and saying, are you going to talk to Marianne? And I was so struck by this today and struck by the mechanics of this and just watching these two nights of, of activity and what it is. And I stepped away from that, Sherry, and here's the question, really. Do we actually think, can't say about the men, but do we actually think that the women in that moment, and even women today that are elevating themselves, do we think that they are really being understood? And if they're not being understood, what is the effect? on their lives. And so now the question comes back to us. If we don't think we are being understood, what is the effect on our lives? Let's take a short break. Sherry Clark, Courage to be Seen. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. 
Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffemd.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back. This Courage to be Seen. We're taking your questions, too. 1-800-930-2819. How do you feel about being seen? Like to, like to hear from y'all. 1-800-930-2819. You know, what does it mean to be seen? You know, I got to tell you, uh, there is a fundamental uh, analysis we can do with this. But more importantly, there are life experiences that Sherry Clark, of course, is going to bring to the table today. And we're going to talk about if you want to find out more about Courage to be Seen, you can go to CourageToBeSeen.com. But the question really that I, I kind of uh, put out there before the break is, where are we in our life? So here's a question. Where in your life are you not being heard? Where? Want to give us a shout? 1-800-930-2819. Or go ahead and go to TransformationTalkRadio.com and put that comment in the box, and I will bring it up on air. You know, is there a place in your life you're not being heard? And, like, give us the list. And how is this limiting you from truly being seen? And so let's get into that, Cherry, because you and I were chit-chatting about an observation we made during the debate. And not only is it an observation, but I'm watching right now one of the candidates being not only, what did you call it, understood, misunderstood, but totally misrepresented. So can you talk a bit about what the effect is of this on one's life? Yeah, Dr. Pat. So I'd like to, you know, make this personal for all of our, our listeners. So what, uh, what I'd ask them to do is 
um, you know, get out a piece of paper and, and start making a list. And if you're driving, uh, you know, maybe it has to be a mental list for now. But I really do think it's worth the effort of trying to see how this shows up personally in, in your own life, because you might be surprised uh, how, how it's, it's really everywhere. And so think about and write down a list of areas of your life that you feel that you're not being seen today. You know, is it at home in, in your life or maybe is it at work? Maybe it's both. Is it with your significant other, um, your parents, your, your children, your siblings, friends, uh, school, church? I mean, like any parts of your life, you think about some parts, um, maybe more than others, but where, where are you not being seen today or don't feel like you, your true self can be seen? And then I'd also make another list because it's good to know where you are being seen. And maybe that's like with your best friend. Maybe that's with an online group that you're part of um, that you've never actually met, but you talk to all the time. Um, and sometimes it's like at work versus home or home versus work. And uh, create these two lists. Take some time and actually say, where are you not being seen and where are you being seen? Because understanding this then can help you have the courage to make some changes in, in your own life. And I will say, I went through a huge part of my life without really truly being seen mm. that uh, I always wanted to, to be the best. I was such a perfectionist and you find out that you can't be seen and be a perfectionist. <laughs> and my, my, my common joke is I, I had perfected being a perfectionist and, and, you know, it was noble. I just wanted to always be the best. It didn't matter what I did. And unfortunately for me, this started very early. You know, I wanted to be the best in school. I wanted to be the best in sports. I wanted to be the best engineer. I wanted to be the best wife. I wanted to be the best mom, you name it. It didn't, it didn't really matter, you know, what it was, but you can't, you can't like have this look, you can still be the best, but trying to be perfect is where you just can't do it. Cause if you want to be perfect, you're going to fail because it's impossible. Um, and then with that, you almost become more worried about how you're perceived in the judgment of others rather than how you're feeling. And then you kind of get this disconnect and that's what happened to me. I was living this more of a disconnected life where I was going after the achievements. You know, I wanted that next big job. I wanted that raise. I wanted that award. However, it like let for a disconnection to, to who I was. And with time, I have to say, I almost didn't even recognize who I was anymore. You know, I was focused more on being the polished executive rather than the fun loving Sherry that, that I was. And, and I think this is very important to realize that even though you don't realize you're doing it over time, I had done it for decades. This wasn't like something that I did for one day. Um, it wasn't something that I even recognized in one day. But when I did recognize it, I said, oh, something, something truly has to, to change. So if I made my list of where I wasn't truly being seen, I'd almost put my entire life on there. I just started very early and it uh, unfortunately was in almost every single area of my life. I couldn't say there was something. My my list on the other side of where I was being seen was, was really, really small. Mm. Um, I had gotten feedback at work many times of people that, you know, my team loved working for me, but, but I'd get this feedback. Hey, we'd like to know more about like who you really are. Like, oh. Who is this year? What's your loves? Like, you know, what, what, what soda do you like to drink? Um, you know, like just little things that I, I kept, you know, I was pretty reserved. I, 
I'm definitely an introvert. So it, it's always harder for me to, to warm up to people. But um, I didn't, I wasn't seen. I didn't, I didn't allow myself to be seen. And so I think this is a very good exercise for people to understand because it's keeping you from the joy that you really want to experience in your life. And part of this, too, is in the work that you do, um, you know, with people to help them, you know, really experience and understand what the dynamics are about being seen. Because this is also a body of work you do, uh, especially as we move forward and we're looking at the ACES program and other items like this. Uh, But, you know, the thing is that we don't realize and let's talk about the next question for this is we don't realize the we don't realize the effect. So I'm an introvert, too. People hear that I'm an introvert, and they're like, no way. And I really am. I mean, uh, somebody mentioned one time that I'm such an introvert that I busted the Myers-Briggs thing. And But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be out in public. But it does mean that when I'm out in public and then I'm not, people are like, where's Pat? Where's Pat? Anybody know where Patty went? Um, And so what is the impact from your experience of this, or at least some of the impact uh, that happens when we have this thing about not being seen? How does it affect our lives? Clearly, you and I have the same thing. People don't get to know us. Well, I've had to change that up like you, right? Like I had to change it up. They don't know who you are, right? But what other impact could this have? Well, if, if we talk, if we think back to, to your story about the debate, right? Oh. And I think one of the common impacts is that people are misunderstood a lot. So the intent never was that we're going to develop a busing policy. However, because people aren't seen and they only maybe get part of a story or understand part of someone's point, then they take it and run with and fill in all, all the rest. So I think it's it's very, very easy to fill in the missing pieces that, that are missing because you're not to- totally seen with info from your own life or info from your own story or whatever you make up so that way you can have a complete story. So I think that more often that we are mis- misunderstood or people are misunderstood um, in general. I think the bigger impact is that you know people think that they want material things, they want achievements, you want to get certain milestones. And there's nothing wrong with all that because I will definitely always probably be a driven person and and try to to achieve a lot in my life. However, if you really think of what you want in life, it's probably more like, you know, happiness, love, joy, freedom, the the, the feelings that um, that you are really striving for. And you cannot have true happiness when people don't even know you, when you don't feel like you have the freedom to be seen. And that's the effect is that we have been a lot of people in this world that at least part of them are probably miserable. I know I was actually not the most happy person. People didn't know that. Right. You know, most people thought I was a happy person. No. But the reality, I wasn't. No, no. Actually, you and I are like right dead on with that. Um, and, you know, part of this, too, now is I think since working with you, I have this new level of awareness about this. Right. And so here I am like a crazy person almost. And I'm trying to call these networks that are doing these polls on busing. And I'm trying to ask the question, why are you saying that the, the comments in this debate were about a busing 
policy in today's world. And I got to tell you, there's a level of frustration even when somebody else is not being seen. So this is not even me being seen, right? When somebody else is not being seen and you're trying to do something to clear up the confusion because when you're not seen, whether it's you, me, or somebody on the debate stage, period, there's a level of confusion that forms around the perception. And once you have a level of confusion around someone, especially in a career, in a sport, in any aspect of life, that individual has a very difficult time, don't you think, of being oh, effective oh, in the world? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think the great thing is, though, that uh, at least us women are starting to recognize this is happening. And what we can do is help stand up for other women. The fact that you and and others are, are saying, oh, look, this person is not being seen. They are not uh, being able to, to even state their opinion as a part of a debate that they should be involved with. Uh, and that's what we need to do. So in addition to understanding yourself and where you could be seen or where you need to be seen more, the more that you could help someone else and say, hey, you know, they're not being seen and give them that opportunity will hopefully start changing this in our society. I think that you and I are acutely more aware of this today. And we're going to take a short break and come back and talk about this uh, because it really begs the next question or conversation. Why is that, Sherry? Why is that? You know, why is that that we, that we we can't be seen? And so people that, you know, talk to me about it, you know, there's an interesting comment that comes back, you, you know, and, and here's what it is. I want to talk about this, too, when we come back. You know, when we talk about not being being seen and somebody turns around and says, stop whining, what happens inside of you? So now you're not being seen, you're not being heard, and now you're completely discounted. What the heck do we do? When we come back, Sherry Clark, Courage to be Seen. Why can't we be seen? Why is that? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Then tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go to ignite the life you deserve. Visit GetRootedRadio.com and tune in. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felice Diana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, look, uh, I'm Dr. Pat, and I, I really am honored that I, I get to do this show, Courage to be Seen, uh, with Sherry Clark. Uh, for more information about Sherry and, of course, more information about Courage to be Seen, you can go to the website, couragetobeseen.com, and you'll have all of the information there, past shows she's done, um, as well as information about her coaching program. And so, you know, we're talking today about what is it, what does it mean to truly be seen? How would you feel if you were? And we've been talking a bit about, you know, a little bit about what happens when we're not, right? But I think it's important to talk about why that is. Why can't we be seen? I mean, certainly for me and my observation of the debates and um, uh, Gildebrand to be shouting uh, at the moderators and them still not paying attention to her, shouting at, are you going to let Marianne Williamson speak? I mean, this is one woman shouting uh, in support of another woman. Are, are you going to let her speak? And by the way, they never did. It took them minutes and minutes and minutes. And we got to watch that. But I think that here we are. And the question is, why can't we be seen? So the question really, you know, when I brought this up to some friends of mine, you know, their comment was, well, Marianne should have jumped in like everybody else. And that would have worked until the food fight comment. So why is it we can't be seen? What is the dynamic of this, Sherry? You know, I I was doing some research trying to figure this out. You know, why, why do especially women feel like they, they can't be seen. And I was having a conversation with, with another woman at a, at a conference. And it, I tell you, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It finally like dawned on me, you know, all this research I was doing. And she said, the reason a lot of our behaviors are the way they are, it all has to come down to safety. 
It's so simple when you think about it. If you truly felt safe in the world, if you've truly felt safe in your life, then you would feel like you had the freedom to be vulnerable. But because we don't feel safe, that we feel like we're, we're judged, we feel like we're criticized, we can get hurt, we're beaten down, we do things to protect ourselves. Like if we didn't feel this way, think about how you would live your life differently. And but instead, we feel like we have to protect ourselves, and especially women. I think, um, you know, there's many times I know when I travel for work, you know, I'm more aware of safety than my male colleagues. You know, I'm very careful with uh, how much I drink. Like, for example, that doesn't mean I don't drink at all. I do enjoy to have a drink with with my colleagues, but but I'm very careful. You know, I'm more careful when I check into hotels where my room is located. Um, I'm more careful with my surroundings and. And that I always have a, a plan, like how am I going to get back to the hotel when I'm in Shanghai? Um, do I know the address, etc.? So I think we live, especially as women, uh, in an always trying to make sure that we're safe. And it even comes down to this: that uh, how we live our life and want not wanting to be judged or criticized, we live in a world trying to keep ourselves as safe as we can. So if we didn't have that, you know, how, how would we be different? So take the list, you know, that list. Maybe there's a mental list that, that you created before um, about where you're not being seen. And think, you know, why, why is that? Especially in this determination of, of safety, you know, are you not being seen because there's expectations from society? Is it fear of judgment of others? Maybe it's past pain. Maybe you had something... Uh, in your childhood that you experienced and you don't want to ever experience that again. So now you're, you're making decisions as an adult to hide part of yourself to ensure that never happens again. Um, maybe you just want to fit in, that you're longing for connection and you think that acting a certain way um, can allow you to get that connection or that, well, if they really knew me, that part of me, that maybe they wouldn't like me. So I just, I'm just not going to tell them. You know, maybe you love to, to play soccer in the evening and they're not soccer people. So it's like, I just won't tell them I do that in my, in my evening, like, you know, for example. So there's, there's a lot of things that we do because um, we don't want to be excluded. We want connection. We want to be accepted. We don't want to have pain. We don't want to have to, you know, reface past trauma. And if you kind of think about it in these terms, that, that list that you created, of all the th areas that you're not being seen, you can probably tag, you know, each one of them to, to one of these things. And if you felt safer, if you felt like people were gonna like you, no matter what they saw um, about you, that you could just allow yourself to be and you wouldn't be hiding part of yourself. You know, we live in a different world. So here, here's what happened to me in the past five days. So we get a notice from uh, social media and we get the notice, and apparently I thought, you know, it was like a, one of those spam notices. But the notice says, FYI, kind of in Facebook language, uh, somebody copied your picture, and they created a page in your name. And I thought, really? I thought, like, why would anybody want to create a page in my name? And then I forgot where we are right now. I forgot what happened, you know, uh, in the hacking process of our election system, however you want to believe that or not believe it. 
And then I thought, is it really that easy for somebody to do that? Is it really that easy for somebody to grab one of my gazillion pictures out there and go into Facebook, because I think it was Facebook, and go into Facebook, Benny, and set up like a, a thing with my picture. And I said to Jessica, how did they even catch it? And we don't really know. But yes, I guess that's a reality now. I mean, Sherry, this is another aspect of this right now that we also have to factor in because we now live in the digital world. And I don't know what it's like for men, but I do know that men that are the breadwinners take care of young children, they are very mindful of what they post. And I think this is a new dimension to why we hold back from being seen. Now, there is nothing I can do about taking my pictures down. You know, whoever that was uh, that found a picture and we're still investigating it decided, let's do that. But isn't that now another factor, another dimension? But it shouldn't stop us. Like, I'm not going to take down the Dr. Pat show. You know what I mean? No, no, you, you can't. And, you know, you're seeing that. Like, famous people used to, um, and they still are, there's a lot of blackmail of, hey, we have pictures of you that you don't want to share with society, so pay us a bunch of money and we won't share those pictures. And, you know, I have to admit, and it takes a ton of courage, but uh, of the, the latest views, like, fine, then I'm going to just publish them myself. And, yeah, it's going to be painful, the fact that these, these pictures are coming out or to even have to admit the pictures exist, but it takes away their power because – if, if that happens and then society thinks of, yeah, you know what? Most, many people have taken pictures and sent them to their significant others when they're remote or things like that. And just because their accounts were hacked, um, those, pub those pictures were never intended to be out in the public. So if we think that they're not that big of a deal, then it's less power for people to actually, you know, do that in the digital age. I find it interesting that, uh, um, someone wanted to create a second Dr. Pat uh, Facebook page. <laughs> um, but, you know, we always will continue to be judged and criticized by somebody in this in this world. But as, mu as much as we can try to advance um, people's thinking and, and more and more people hopefully are open to new ideas, there will always be some levels of, of judgment and criticism and so I think with myself personally, what I've really been focusing on is trying to just take steps in my life to make these not matter as yeah. much. Like just not let them influence myself and my behaviors and don't put that weight on people's feedback that, that's unimportant. It doesn't really matter that people that don't know me don't think I should wear a red jacket, right? <laughs> it really doesn't matter. And so... Um, but someone might say that, you know, that uh, um, black and, and, and red doesn't look good on you, Sherry. Well, maybe not, but I like to wear it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, but believe me, I have an, an enough people that are close to me that will tell me exactly what they like or they don't like. But I actually like that red jacket on you. That looks very, oh, very good. I like it. Um, but, you know, here it is, too. And let's talk about this because I know we're going to talk about it when we come back from break. Um even when things like that don't happen, to take that next step to be seen, I've not been able to do that alone. I mean, I think 
a lot of times folks have said to me, man, you just show up. Like, how do you do it? Okay, I have five coaches. So let's just be very clear. How do I do it? You know, I really do. I have a business coach. I have a spiritual coach. I mean, there are people that I work with. And then when that's not enough, I will pick up the phone and I will call Colette Steffen or I will call Tracy Clark or I will call somebody else, right? Because I'm surrounded by people. But in my life, Sherry, it wasn't always easy to ask for help. I didn't do it for decades, not for decades. And that journey to ask for help, to figure out I could not do it alone, started in 1990. But here we are today. And I will need another coach now for this latest thing. But when we talk about courage to be seen, it's not something that I think that we put in the category of, yeah, that would be kind of cool. It actually is a birthright. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're not even going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about how to get some help from somebody that knows a lot about it to help move along the line, just move the scale up a little bit, a little bit more to step out into the world as you were meant to. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Courage to be Seen. Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well, people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits. By adopting a wellness mindset and behaviors like eating well, taking the right nutrition for the body, exercising, and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs. Call us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. This is Debbie Pokornik with a break-free parenting tip. Parenting will always be a bit of a mystery. Who knows why some parenting ideas work and others do not? Or why some kids seem to succeed despite family setbacks, while others have so much given to them and yet fail to thrive? The one thing we do know is that once you have a child, you'll never be quite the same again. Awe-inspiring emotions like overwhelming love, extreme guilt, intense frustration, and incredible joy make this job second to none. Breaking free of parenting pressures means recognizing the pieces that make us unique. 
the pieces that we carry with us from the past and the pieces that are influenced by the society we live in. When we can pick and choose which pieces we want to keep around and change the others to align with our inner wisdom, we will feel more self-assured in our role as a parent. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome back to Courage to be Seen. And we're talking about what does it mean to truly be seen. I mean, Sherry, you and I have personal experiences around this, but we also work with other people and have been in support of helping other people, especially around this. You know, and uh, for me, I work with women in recovery, and this is a huge, this is huge. And so Courage to be Seen, let's take a look at this now from a different perspective. What would our lives be like Sherry, what would the lives be like if we truly did have the courage to be seen? Yeah, so so I would like to, to use this last bit of time that, that we have to give um, our listeners a, a few tools so so they can start to have the courage to be seen that they want in their lives. I, I would recommend you need to find someone to work with if you can. You know, it could be someone in person. It could be someone virtual, a coach, a great friend, um, you know, someone online, it, an accountability partner can just really help change the game and get you feedback. However, if you don't have anyone to work with, don't use that as an excuse not not to do anything. It was funny because I started to work with a new coaching client last week. And, you know, what she told me was, she goes, how do you just get so much done? And, and I really kind of had to think about that. And it's because I, I follow this methodology, you know, where I make lists of all the things that need to get done. And you know what, never does everything ever get done. But the, the reality is I take action and I do something. So if we take this list of all the areas where you aren't being seen today in your life, you could try to work on all of it. And that's what you really want, you know, go ahead. But the reality is your chances you're gonna be overwhelmed and then you're just gonna give up. And so a better thing to do is to pick something. Pick one area that that you want to focus on right now, something that you could do today or do tomorrow. And when I pick something off the list, I either pick one of two different types of things. Either I pick whatever I think is going to be the easiest, right? So that way, because you make some progress, you get then you can then you can pick another one and it kind of snowballs and you get that traction. So pick one area that you actually know you can just nail. If you focused on it, you could make progress. Or the other thing that you might want to pick is pick the area that means the most to you. That, it, that way you have the most intrinsic motivation to actually want to make some um, progress in this area. The unfortunate thing with going down this path is the area you pick could be incredibly difficult to make progress. It might be the most painful one on your entire list, but if it means the most to you, the chance is you may have enough motivation to overcome those obstacles. So, so depending on what your list is, either pick whatever you think is the easiest you can make the most progress the fastest or pick the one that means the most to you because that way you have the motivation to, to go forward. And then make a list of five things, you know, whatever the area is that, uh, that are keeping you from being seen. You know, what are these things? So maybe if it's at work, you know, are you being um, not speaking up in meetings? Do you not take credit for your ideas? Um, do you dress in a certain way because you think that's the expectation, but it's not really in line with how you want to, to live your life? Um, maybe you don't share any personal or family information at work. 
So your colleagues really don't know who you are. They don't know anything about your kids or, or how you live life, you know, outside of, um, outside of work. Maybe you don't share what your true career as, um, what you aspire to do. And, and so you keep that hidden. And so no one really knows, you know, what you're wanting to do, um, for women, you know, are you worried about being too attractive or, or maybe not attractive enough or, so you can think about this, you know, make this list of things and then pick something on that list and do it differently tomorrow. So that would, that, uh, that way you're having some, um, action, you know, right away. And if you are having that action, it'll just build on, build on itself. Yeah. And you know, I know what Sherry's talking about actually works because, uh, I, she did that with me. And, you know, sometimes we think that we have to tackle the big things. And clearly I am tackling the big things. But I I remember when you were telling me, I was telling you about the fact that I want to play in that ping pong tournament way back, my table tennis tournament. uh, That uh, was a tournament that we had to pick a partner, right? You had to go in as a team. And I couldn't find a team member. And then I said something to you like, wow, I'd really like to ask Louie. And I just wouldn't ask Louie. And I think you gave me a kind of ultimatum about it. And then I did ask Louie. And I, I thought it was really interesting to see myself in that and to really figure out what was holding me back. And I realized three things. One, this was a tournament that wasn't ma- male, female, right? And I was asking somebody that was much better than me because that's the way it worked. But there was some other thing going on about not being enough. And I think that's something we'll talk about in future shows. But the actual act and and what you just shared with people is really this beautiful blueprint that you've created, Sherry, so that people can find that one thing that they can do and then pick up the momentum to do more. Isn't that the idea? It, it seems too simple. I know. So people are probably going, you know what, Sherry, I'm not going to create these lists. I'm not, I'm not going to do this, but you know, it works. I've been doing it for, for decades. And um, I know I accomplish more and get more done than, than the average person. Um, but this is, this is the simple process that I follow. I make lists of all the stuff that, that I want to get done. And I at least do some of it. I, I don't do it all. Like <laughs> the other conversation I had last week is, I, I don't know how to get through all my email. I have thousands <laughs> of unread email. I really do. And so I, I, I told my coaching client, if you have a better process for email, please, uh, please let me know. So <laughs> definitely not perfect. There's many areas in my life I need, to, I need to work on. But I make sure every day that I know some of the important things that I want to accomplish in my life. And I do some action. So if you want to have more courage to be seen, you need to find an area that's important to you and it doesn't have to be big. That's the, that's the best thing about it. You know, maybe it's as simple as at dinner tonight, you want to tell your significant other about a play like that you'd like to see this weekend. And they never even knew that you liked to, to plays, right. right? It can be so simple of a conversation. Um, it's actually interesting on, on Sunday, my husband and I, we had the best, um, debate about um you know a topic that that he had read about and it was just so interesting because we are trying to figure out just you know how someone would even argue you know both sides of it 
And it was, it was just really interesting conversation because we were trying to, to play like both sides. Okay. Like if you were for it, how would you argue it? <laughs> and if you're against it, how would you argue it? And I'm blessed that I can have, you know, very intellectual conversations with, with my husband and not have to get defensive. Like, Oh, you don't agree with me. Um, but it, it was just a very, you know, interesting conversation to think of. Oh, right. If we think about it in this way, we could, we could argue these points. But if you think about it in these ways, you would actually argue these points. And we weren't really for or against the, the topic, right? Um, but you can, you can do this in your life and then you can take steps and just do like one thing different. And then you find out tomorrow, that thing that you did differently is now easier. It took a lot of courage to do it the first time. But then the second time, it's so much easier. And the whole reason we don't do things and we're worried about you know being vulnerable and being judged is... Um, it's something we put in our mm -hmm. own heads. Yeah. And half the time we make it up ourselves. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love the call to action. Sherry, thank you for today. It's my pleasure. I, I, I love having these uh, conversations with you, Dr. Pat. And, you know, I want to just say, if you're thinking about, I don't even know where to begin, go to CourageToBeSeen.com. There's Sherry's contact information there. Give her a call. Send her an email. Because the point is this. If you are not living your life, if you're not taking that step, there's something inside of us that just yearns to come forward. It doesn't really matter what it is. You know, I'm going through the same angst uh, to ask Louie for the next tournament, but here's the thing. I'm going to do it. And I want to encourage all of you to do it. And if you can't do it alone, because I know I can't, I get a lot of help, give Sherry a call. Uh, Sherry, thank you so much. This is so important. Yeah, Benny, I don't know how you did it. Kat, Jessica, uh, got the cameras going. Thank you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Courage to be Seen with Sherry Clark. Be sure to tune in next time as Sherry unravels the riddle of being both distinctly powerful and distinctly female at work or in the world. Listen to the wisdom of what she learned being in a male-dominated profession for over 20 years, often as the only woman in the room. What kind of courage does it take to own your power and vulnerability no matter what? Find out the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific on Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark.